Chapter 1 Because his cadre of Kohanim had drawn this particular week to perform the priestly functions, Joseph ben Joseph would be the one to discover the body. Had he remained by the altar of sacrifice where he'd been assigned, had his curiosity not willed his feet across the porch and into the holy place, had he not paused and looked at the great veil, he might not have been the one to raise the alarm and cause the high priest's face to turn as red as Moses. Also, he would not have lost his place on the roster of Kohanim and ended his days in Bethlehem herding goats and sheep instead of remaining a priest in the service of Hashem. He had one glorious moment as a priest in the city of David, in the temple, and then finished. There could be no doubt about the body, although it had yet to be brought into view. A heavy cord of elaborate construction snaked out from under the veil, and indeed provided the only evidence of its existence. But what else could be attached to its other end? Joseph's cries of alarm at the edges of the Holy of Holies brought his colleagues scurrying into the most sacred area of Herod's temple. The steps of Nicanor Gate, which lead from the court of the priests into the holy place, the antechamber to the Holy of Holies, seemed to be as far as they dared go. There they gathered, wailed, and seemed incapable of moving one way or the other. Instead they stood like the pillars of salt one sees down by the great salt sea, like Lot's wife. Even after being joined by the high priest Caiaphas himself, they remained inert, in a state of fearful confusion. That is, until the rabbin of the Sanhedrin arrived. His presence seemed to restore a small measure of order and calm. He paused, seeming to measure the mood of the moment, studied Joseph, the other five priests, the high priest, and then asked for an explanation. Joseph stammered his story as best he could. Has anyone determined with certainty that there is in fact a body attached to the end of this cord? Pulled on it, perhaps? the rabbin asked. The men glanced at one another and shuffled their feet, embarrassed. No? Then doesn't it seem reasonable to do so? The Kohanim turned to the high priest for confirmation. Holy Writ did not prescribe the lashing of a cord to the ankle of anyone entering the Holy of Holies, although there had been talk about it for years, and many assumed it was part of temple protocol. In any case, there could be no accompanying instructions as to what one was to do if the worst actually happened, that is, if some unclean person did in fact dare to enter the Holy of Holies, approach the name that may not be spoken, and been struck down for his impiety. The high priest put his fists against his ears, clenched his teeth, and growled something in Aramaic that Joseph did not catch. The rabbin, on the other hand, had a half-smile on his face that he did not attempt to hide. Did this most honorable man find this awful situation amusing? Perhaps his enjoyment derived from the high priest's discomfort. Joseph had heard talk. He had not paid it any mind at the time, but now he wished he had. High priest, 
the rabbin said. You will have to bring this dead person to light sooner or later. Let's have it done now. The high priest nodded. There were no precedents for this. How could there be? And let us hope that it is indeed a man at the end of that rope, and not one of your sacrificial animals gone astray. An animal from the pens that held the bulls and rams? Was that even possible? Again, it seemed to Joseph that the rabbin took some perverse pleasure in the high priest's discomfort. Or perhaps this is some pagan's idea of sacrilege, and he turned swine loose in there. The image of a dead pig lying behind the veil, with the other end of the cord tied to its leg, caused Joseph's stomach to turn over.